Jesus. <laughs> you ever heard that name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then they did it again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Have you experienced it? Jesus. I love that. Father, I just want to pause this morning and thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your Son. Thank you for who He is. Thank you for who He can be in our lives. And Lord, we bow at His feet today. And what we're going to do today, Lord, here in this service, is whatever He says, we're going to say yes. We're going to say yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you consider saying yes to Jesus today? Now practice with me. Just saying yes. Ready? One, two, three. All right, now when Jesus says something to you in your heart today in this service, that's your response. Yes, no questions asked, no ifs, ands, or buts, none of that. Yes, say it again with me. Yes, that's what you say. Amen. This morning we come to our sixth week in our journey through 1 John. Not only here, but at our south campus, Pastor Javier is also preaching through 1 John, and he's at his sixth week too, and he and I have gotten together on this, and we've just, we're just having fun together as, as we preach through 1 John. In our journey, as we have been walking through 1 John, we've discovered that God is life. God is life, abundant life. Eternal life, God is life. Jesus came and said, I have come that you might have life. Jesus also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Do you want to have a full life here on earth? Everybody says, yes, sure we do. Do you want to have a full life here on earth? Then grab God with all your might and never let go. See, God is life. We went on our journey in other, in other little ways on our journey, and we discovered that God is light. God is life. God is light. We must allow God to lead us, to draw us into the center of His light and live right there. Walk in the light. You want to know what it means to be a follower of Christ? Walk in the light. As God's light illuminates our path. God's Word says that that the Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. It's our responsibility to walk in that light. A little further on our journey, we discovered that God is in the flesh through Jesus Christ. Whoever claims to walk in Him must walk as Jesus walked. What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? You must walk as Jesus walked walked. None of this business of you figuring it out for yourself. None of this business of you walking with Jesus like you think it ought to be done. We've had enough of that. Somebody say amen. When you follow Christ, you walk as Jesus walked. We went on in our journey and we discovered that, that, that God is truth. That the truth in this world, the true truth in this world is found in God's Word. In Him, He is truth. You can trust Him. You can trust His Word. God is truth. We went on a little further on our journey and we discovered that God is pure. 
where God is holy. Many times in the Word of God, He has said to His children, that includes you and me, brothers and sisters, He said this, Be holy, for I am holy. We are to live in the holiness of a Creator God, the Holy God. This morning, we have, on our journey, we've come to chapter 4 in 1 John. John chapter, 1 John chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 7 to 14. Twice in that passage of Scripture, John says, God is love. I love love, don't you? <laughs> I just love love. I mean, any time I think about love or people talk about love or sing about love, I just get all tingly all over and mushy inside. I just love love. Don't you? I mean, people search for love. They ache for love. They yearn for love. They write songs about love. When I fall in love... It will be forever. You guys are good. For I'll never fall in love. You know that one? You are so beautiful to me. (laughs) You are so beautiful. To me, can't you see? You're everything I hoped for. You're everything I need. You are so beautiful to me. You know, in the first service, she was sitting right there. And I did that. I walked down and I sang to her. And as I was walking up, it hit me. She's not going to be in the second service. (laughs) Now what do I do? Thanks, guys. That was good because I told them I was going to sing to them. Thanks, guys. Very good. But see, I just, I love, love. (laughs) I just do. Everyone is talking about love, it seems like. People are singing about love. Even John this morning is talking about love. Twice in our passage today, he says twice God is love. In verses 8 and 16, we see that phrase, God is love. Now, you see, when I read that this week, it got my attention. It got my attention because John says God is love. And it hit me, you know what? Before everything was, before anything existed, God was. God has never had a beginning. He just is. God has been here forever and ever and beyond. And so when John says God is love, I want to know what that means. See, God created you and me, the Bible says, in His image. So if God is love, and He created you and me in His image, what should that make us? John says, 
God is love. What does that mean? First of all, it means that love comes from God. Love, true love, honest love, love that gets it, comes from God. Dear friends, it says in verse 7 of 1 John chapter 4, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. God invented love. No, no, no. God is love. You see, love just isn't one of His few characteristics or many characteristics. No, it is who He is. You want to describe God, you just have to say love. He is love. It's who He is on the inside and the outside and all around and up and down. He is love. Everything He does is surrounded by love. Everything He does is motivated by love. Everything He is is love. He is just love. Love, true love, the only love that's worth, worth hanging around comes from God. God created us with a capacity to love. God created us with a capacity to receive love. And love comes from God. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. I mean, just, oh, lavished on us that we should be called children of God. God is so generous with His love. He wants to give it to you. He wants to dump it on you. He wants to overwhelm you with His love. God is love. And that love that God is is all about, He is ready and willing and able to lavish that love on you and me. That love that can change your world. See, that's why God's love is so important to you, no matter how young or old you are. It doesn't matter. This love is so important because God's love, the only love worth having, is it can change your world. Everyone's talking about love. People are singing about love. Because God created us in His image. We are people that were created to love. He created us with the capacity and the need to love. But are we talking about the same love these days? See, love, true love, comes from God. The problem is, we are people that were created to love. We have this capacity to love. The problem is, when we love apart from the love of God in us, when we do that, we get it wrong most of the time. Here's the way you're supposed to do it. You are supposed to come to Christ at a young age. You're supposed to come to Christ and have His love fill you and then love every relationship that comes along. You are to love that person through the love of God flowing in you and through you. If you don't, you're playing with fire. So the truth is, brothers and sisters, this morning is you need to live in the love of God. John tells us that God's love comes through an intimate relationship with Him. God's love doesn't just come by magic or osmosis or anything. It comes when you and I are connected to the vine. It comes when God's sap, when His love is flowing 
in us. God's love comes down from Him to us to change our world through an intimate relationship with Him. Now, I'm not talking about hanging around the church all your life. Not that. I'm not talking about just knowing the language of the church. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about reading your Bible once in a while, you know, and then opening it up and reading it once in a while. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about God is great, God is good. Now I lay me down to sleep. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this relationship with a holy God that changes everything about you. This, this, this relationship with God that so, that, that so connects us with the Father that some people hanging around us can't tell the difference between us and Jesus. Oh, that's not possible. Isn't it? Look how they love one another. See, God created us in His image. God created us with the capacity to love and to receive love. But we have to accept it. It doesn't just appear. We have to, it's there, it's there for us to take, but we have to receive it. We have to accept it. We have to open our heart to it. We have to let it come in and then live in it. Love comes from God through an intimate relationship with Him. Verse 7 goes on to say, everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 9 says, look at verse 9. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends... Since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one who has ever seen God, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. On and on and on. You see, this love that comes from the Father, it comes down. All love, true love comes from God. It is in us and works through us when we accept Christ as our personal savior. Let me just ask you this. Now, be honest with me. Have you ever prayed the prayer, Father, forgive me my sins? Have you ever said those words, Father, please forgive me. I am sorry for my sins. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I give you my life. Come into my heart, Jesus. Forgive me, God. Have you ever said those words or some words similar to that and meant it. Ever? You see, that's when the love of God, it comes from God, starts really working in our lives. And then, look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, We know that we live in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. So see, this intimate relationship that starts when we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, it continues and thrives through the fullness of the Spirit. 
Have you ever prayed a prayer like this? I mean, sincerely, on purpose, prayed a prayer like this. Father, fill me with your Spirit. I don't don't really understand what that means, Lord. But I know it's your plan and your will for your people. So, Lord, I, I want that. As a matter of fact, Lord, I want everything you have for me. Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Cleanse me. Purify me through and through. Have you ever prayed that? Expectantly? Have you ever prayed that honestly? Have you ever asked God to fill you with the Spirit? If not, why not? You see, God is love. But in order for us to receive that love, we must open our heart and life to Jesus Christ. We must live in the Spirit and stay stay in step with the Spirit. We must walk in the light. We must walk as Jesus walked. We must live in God's love. Boy, that's asking a lot, Pastor Chuck. I can't do all that. You're right. You can't. That's why it's His work. It's His work in you. That's what it is. It's It's a work of God's grace in you. You don't have to do it. You just have to accept it, Lord. I come to the place where where now, now, Lord, I accept you on purpose. I'm really serious now, Lord. Lord, I accept you. Fill me with your spirit. And then from that day on, we walk in the light. John goes on to say that God's love, when it's in us, connected to the body, when it's in us, identifies us. Verse 17. Look at verse 17. Love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like Him. God's love identifies us. Who is like Him? What does John mean? Who is like God? Simply this. These are the people that are like God. People who are filled with the Spirit. People that are walking in the light. People that walk as Jesus walked. People who love in such a way that the people around them notice. The people around them are moved and even changed because of what's happened in your life. You know, one of the the keys of the early church was those people that were impacted by Pentecost. Those people that followed God, they went back to their towns and the people that they grew up with said, what? happened to you? Or, look how they love one another. I grew up with him. He doesn't love like, what happened? Jesus happened. Jesus happened. See, God's love, John says, identifies us. God's love can change the world. People search for love. They ache for love. They pine for love, whatever that means. They yearn for love. Therefore, when people who were created by God in His image with the capacity to love, when they see true love happening in and through your life, when they experience true love from God coming down in you and through you, they are, they are drawn to it. Because they were created in the image of God. And inside, they may not be thinking it, but inside, they're with all of their being, they're saying, now, that's what I'm talking about. 
I want that. They may not say it, but their whole being is saying, I want that. That's what it's all about. When we love with the love the Father has sent to us, and it fills us to overflowing, that's what I'm talking about. Look how they love one another. John goes on to say that God's love is perfect. <laughs> perfect. Verse 18. Don't you love that word when it, has, when, when it talks about us in the Bible and it says something like perfect or complete or holy? Don't you just love that? Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The man who fears is not made perfect in love. It's not talking about flawless. Not perfect in that sense. Not complete in that sense. But it's more talking about the fact that when we're connected to God's love, God's love accomplishes what He means for it to accomplish in you and in me. And when it accomplishes that, that work of God's grace, when it accomplishes that, saves us from our sins, fills us with the Spirit, and then walks in the light, and walks as Jesus, Jesus walked. When it accomplishes that and much more in our lives, it is perfect and complete. Not over, but now you are walking in all the light that God has shed in your life. It's perfect. It's complete. See, God's love makes us Right before Him. Righteous in His presence. Verses 20 and 21 says this. These last two verses in our Scripture today, they are um, uh, rubber meets the road verses. Okay? Rubber meets the road. You can smell burning rubber right now. You can smell it. Listen to this. If anyone says, I love God, and all of us do, right? Right? All of us say, I love God. Yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Whoever loves God must also love his brother and sister. Who would you think of when I said those words? Who's that person? Who's that person? Come on, come on. Who's that person in your life that's hard to love? That you just have a real problem with? Who is it? Did somebody come to mind? You see, if you say, I love God, and you can't love that person, well, let's be biblical. You're a liar. (laughs) You are living a spiritual lie. God can't do His full work in you until you learn by His grace to love one another. That's where the rubber meets the road. It's not in word. It's in deed. I love you. And then I live it out. Jesus took it further. He always does that. He took it even further. In the Sermon on the Mount, you know what Jesus said? 
You've heard it said, love your neighbor. John just said that. And hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now that's the kind of love that turns heads and hearts. And it's the only, and it only comes from God. I love love. (laughs) I just do. It makes me tingle. Makes me all mushy inside. I love love. But yes, it seems like so many people are looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm not going to sing that one. People write songs about incomplete love, human love. When I fall in love, it will be forever. You know how long that forever is? Statistics tell us about 50% of the time. You see, the reason for that is we are trying to love each other apart from God's love. And we're not created for that. Brothers and sisters, oh, you think you love this. The young brothers and sisters. Here's the deal. When you get to the place where you're just in love, you know, I mean, it tingled. I've been there. I've been there. You saw the picture. Oh, she was sitting right there. I just love. You see, if you try to love that other person without being in Christ, you are playing with fire. And it only works 50% of the time. Your choice. So right now, right now, at your age, it's time for you to get right with God. That's why it's so important for you now. There's people sitting here that if they could go back and do it over again, they would change and follow Christ at your age. Somebody say amen. Because we fall into pits. We get distracted. We get knocked off the path when we don't follow Christ. And we end up loving someone that we shouldn't. (laughs) Oh, good grief. God is love. Period. That's it. That's it. In this little letter, 43 times the word love shows up. 43 times. Why? Because John knows that God's love can change your world. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Yesterday, I was watching football games. A couple of them. I didn't watch them all. I just turned it on and looked at everyone. I was watching Texas and Nebraska. You see, I used to live in Austin, Texas, right down the street from University of Texas. My daughters were born in the hospital next door to the University of Texas. So when Texas comes on to basketball, football, whatever, I pay attention a little bit. I'm watching this game, Texas, Nebraska, and it goes to commercial. And in the middle of the commercial, there's this advertisement for the University of Texas. And at the end of that advertisement, here's the phrase that came up on the screen from the University of Texas. It went like this. What starts here changes the world. University of Texas. What starts here 
changes the world. Well, maybe, maybe. But with all due respect to the University of Texas, the only way the world will truly be changed, brothers and sisters, is when you and I are living in God's love. The only way, bar none, guaranteed. God is love. God's love can change the world. This morning, receive it. Accept it. Live in it. Walk in the light. Walk as Jesus walked. Live in the love of God. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Much more appropriate, right? Than those first songs. Amazing love. Father, today, right now, in this place, help us to receive Your love like we never have before. Wherever we are on the journey of life, help us to stop right now and receive the love You have for us. No matter how young or old we are, today, Lord, help us not to take one more step without accepting Your love. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we just want to spend the last few minutes praying. Maybe there's one or two people that would like to come and pray. Maybe you've never asked the Lord into your heart. Come, do that this morning. Maybe you've never prayed, fill me with the Spirit. Maybe there's a burden on your heart. We have 16 days until the election. Maybe you'd like to come and pray for our country. But as I bow for prayer, just for a few minutes, you come and kneel before the Holy God.